Hello listeners and welcome back to This Gen Last Gen's coverage of E3 2018. Joe here and we've just got two conferences left to discuss. First, let's take on Sony and then later today we've got Nintendo. So Sony had a show pretty late last night, certainly uh, very early in the morning if you were watching it from the UK like I was, and it was a very unusual show. It was something that they'd build as a deep dive into four main titles. Those titles were The Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, that's Sucker Punch's new samurai-themed open-world game, Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding, and the final one is the only one that's actually due to come out this year, Spider-Man. Now, there was the kind of the question mark of, are they only showing those four games or are they focusing on them but going to slip a few other announcements a few other reveals in between the answer is that it really was almost entirely a focus on those four but we did get a couple of really rapid fire announcements and uh you know i want to talk about how weird the show was how frankly how badly organized it was because those reveals almost got lost in the shuffle uh, of the the chaos in how it seemed to have been uh, put together but uh yeah let's let's talk about those reveals because there was one game that uh, we've been, you know, here at this time last night, we've been quite, uh, we've been waiting in anticipation for because they've announced a release date for Resident Evil Remake 2 or Resident Evil 2 Remake, whatever you want to title it. It's coming January 2019. And I really don't know what to think of the, the little trailer that they released because in, in a way, you know, it's in its own way, uh, Remake, the, the original remake of the original Resident Evil uh, was really faithful to it. Uh, really faithful to the source material, really faithful to like the tone and stuff, uh, but ma- made it look great by contemporary standards on, on the GameCube. And it still looks great now, now that it's been remastered and you can get play it on a, a PS4 or whatever. Whereas, I kind of got the impression from the, the, the brief bit of footage we saw from Remake 2 that uh, it, it's a much more, kind of a, it's a much looser uh, adaptation of, of the original Resident Evil 2. So, uh, that's kind of a shame. I would have loved to see something that looked basically exactly like Resident Evil Remake again, uh, but it doesn't quite look like we're going to get that. The other new game that uh, jumps out at me is the new game from Remedy called Control. Uh, Remedy, of course, developed you know the first couple of Max Payne games, the Alan Wakes, and uh, Quantum Break, which uh, it, you know you can rewind a little bit on our podcast and I've uh, really talked up Quantum Break. I really enjoyed it. And this is their first multi-platform game in a long time. They had like a long relationship with Microsoft. And uh, it, it certainly looks like a Remedy game, but I've grown to really like the the storytelling, the kind of narrative aspect of Remedy stuff, really more than the, the shooting. And the trailer didn't kind of explore too much of uh, the stuff that I'm more interested in. You know, Quantum Break had a really fantastic sci-fi story. And I think, you know, I think some of that maybe. uh was kind of lost in this not terrible but not necessary uh live action video stuff that they included with quantum break but i hope that in kind of throwing out the live action stuff they haven't also just thrown out all of their you know cool narrative tricks uh and just made it like a pretty generic third person shooter i hope we're still getting a proper remedy game but let's talk about the main show itself now some marketing genius at Sony obviously decided it'd be really great if the audience, the live audience, the the press that was there in uh, LA for E3 were going to start in a venue that had been designed to look like the opening 
location of the Last of Us 2 trailer, which was a, a big church where kind of a, a country ball was taking place for some kind of community in the game. And uh, they'd done up like the venue to look like that space. Uh, but what it meant was that all the press were kind of standing around. No one could see anything. They were all just like muttering on Twitter and in, in the, the live feeds saying, we can't see what's going on. This is really weird. They then showed the trailer. And obviously we're going to talk about the trailer. But then they had to shuffle everyone to the next venue. And there was... Uh, there was a moment where they thought that they were actually going to have like a themed venue for each of those four games because it seemed that they were going through a kind of a Japanese theme as they went to Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, and everyone was terrified of what the Death Stranding venue might look like. In a way, I'm kind of sad that we didn't get that. We just got this weird uh, first venue and then they took them through to a, a normal auditorium. Uh, but that, you know, that venue change was a disaster. It seemed to take far longer than they anticipated. Obviously, they, they knew it was going to take a little bit of time. They had some sizzle reels prepped. But wow, it seemed like they were really stalling. There was just a lot of talking heads, a lot of filler. Uh, it was really terrible. And everyone was getting quite angry with them. I think it goes, it, you know, it really shows that uh, they had some high quality games after that, that everyone kind of got over that initial mess. Uh, but yeah, it was a really bad idea for a live broadcast you know maybe it was cool if you were there at the venue even though people were complaining they couldn't see because it was standing room only but if you were watching online if you're watching from around the world which is also the much larger audience it was uh just a really uncomfortable wait for for not much payoff in terms of what you could see at that, that first location but let's stop ragging on how they organized the show and let's talk about the actual games the last of us two is looking really really good you know they they started with uh a big gay kiss for ellie uh obviously in the dlc for the original last of us it kind of explored that ellie was gay it wasn't really something that was included in the main game but you know they're clearly not shying away from that in the sequel uh, also it's pride month so i don't know if that factored into what they wanted to show but anyway uh, i kind of like it because it's obviously going to drive certain parts of the internet completely mad because they can't stand seeing any kind of minority characters in anything then we had a kind of a smash cut to some uh typical the last of us ultra violence uh it really seems like they're doubling down on like one of the things that really blew me away about the original the last of us was the quality of the animation like the way that you know when you were playing joel the main player character he would uh, if you were sneaking you know near a counter near a low wall he'd like rest his hand against it uh, he'd be kind of constantly reaching out and touching the environment and he'd really feel like a part of it, not like you were just kind of floating through it as, and it wasn't really there. It felt like you were in that environment. And uh, what they showed of like the combat and uh, just like kind of some of the little stealth bits in, in that trailer, uh, it wasn't like a long gameplay piece, but it was cool to see it working. And the, the animation looks really, really high quality, even better than the first game, uh, which is you know basically what you've come to expect. And of course, all like that, you know, the... The facial animation, the um, you know, I'm pretty sure that they've mocapped a lot of this. Uh, it looks really, really good. However, we didn't get a release date again, and I think originally we were expecting The Last of Us Part Two late this year. But if that was the case, why don't we have a release date? So it seems likely that it's been delayed till at least 2019. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. So they follow that up with Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, again, this is like the Sucker Punch Samurai game. Uh, we got like a very, very brief tease of it last year at E3. This is the first time we've seen any kind of proper look at it. Uh, people were really blown away by the, the, the graphics in this one. You know, uh, I was watching like Twitter, I was 
uh, following along in the comments on Eurogamer, people seem to really like it. And I wasn't that uh, blown away by it. Now, of course, I'm a massive Japanophile. Uh, as you may know, Sorrel often tries to stop me talking about it, but uh, my co-host when he's here with us, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of Japanese cinema. I have a blog just about Japanese film and I like talking about, you know, Hollywood films that are, are set in Japan or involve Japanese culture as well. And I just get a weird vibe from Ghost of Tsushima. I, you know, it's hard to say exactly what that is because, you know, obviously uh, I'm not sat here complaining that they don't have an ancient Greek studio developing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but it seems kind of weird when uh, Japan and Japanese studios are such a big part of gaming that we're getting a kind of a Hollywood, I know it's not Hollywood, but we're getting a Western take on uh, a samurai game, which is something that you'd obviously expect from Japan. Now, one of the weird things in it is that everyone's talking in English. Uh, you know, I wonder if there's going to be like a kind of a, a Japanese audio track option or, or maybe not because it's not actually a Japanese game. Uh, it sounds kind of, it's kind of a cool setting. It's set during the one of the Mongol invasions of Japan. Uh, they did so show some cool sword play, uh, some cool uh, kind of climbing and traversal stuff. Uh, so I kind of have to wait and see with that. But again, we didn't get any kind of release date, even a vague kind of release window. So uh, hard to say how far away that is. And we're going to come back to that fact that we don't know when these things are coming. Uh, the third game is Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding. And this is the first time that we actually got a look at some gameplay. You know, we've had weird teaser trailers uh, that look like kind of David Cronenberg offcuts. You know, they are very very strange uh it's a very very strange world that kojima is building and uh for a moment it looked like it was going to be uh, a little bit more normal uh this time around uh you know we had uh the, the main character sam is played by norman reedus uh you know of the walking dead and the boondock saints and we had these sort of lots of shots of him kind of trekking or hiking uh lugging things around he's got these little like kind of hover carts uh, towing behind him with more stuff loaded on. Uh, it looked like visually looks very cool. Uh, and it was clear that it was actual gameplay. This is this is new for Death Stranding. We can see that it starts to look like a real game and not just uh, a series of cutscenes, which of course is always a worry with a, a Kojima game. And uh, then, you know, uh, we threw away the trekking stuff. It went weapons grade mental and we get to see kind of Kojima back off the leash as uh, readers hooks up this like fetus in a canister to his suit. He's got some weird uh, little sensor thing popping off his shoulder, detecting these weird floating things that are all hooked up with umbilical cords, and he's got a stealth section. And uh, again, you know, actual gameplay. We sort of see what appears to be uh, the game that we'll actually be playing. There was even a scene where we didn't see him use it, but even a scene where we see him drawing a gun. And not that every game has to have shooting by any means, of course, but uh, it looks like if uh, Redis's character has a gun. It looks like there's probably going to be a, like a third-person shooter mechanic to it. And again, no release date. The final game is the only one that we're actually expecting this year. It's Spider-Man. And uh, I must admit, I briefly went a bit mental because the uh, the trailer started with uh, the location being the raft, which is the, the 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 prison for super-powered criminals in the Marvel Universe. And I honestly thought that we were about to get a trailer for uh, Square Enix's Avengers game. And um, 
you know, if that was the case, I would be wondering even even more than I already was, why Square bothered to have a show if they'd kept like their biggest reveal for Sony. Uh, but I was wrong. It is actually just the Spider-Man game. Uh, the Spider-Man game appears to start or at least heavily feature the raft and a bunch of Spidey's superpowered criminals escaping from prison. Uh, uh, it did beg the question of why they all seem to have been put in prison in their super suits. You know, if they're if they're suit-based villains, it seems like the first thing you would do is get them out of their suit and take away their powers. Uh, not really sure what was going on there. Um, people seem to really love the look of this Spider-Man game, and I'm not saying for a moment that I think it looks like a bad game, but it just hasn't grabbed me in the same way that it seems to have grabbed everyone else. Uh, it's a similar feeling that I'm getting from Ghost of Tsushima, it's like I'm looking at a different trailer. And uh, like, who knows, maybe when it actually comes out, I will change my tune. Um, I, it's going to be, I think, like the one of the biggest Sony exclusives this year, you know, uh, after God of War at least. So uh, certainly I'm intrigued in that sense. But, uh, you know, I, I'd much rather play Death Stranding or, or The Last of Us than, than Spider-Man. But, you know, again, Spider-Man is the only one of those four games that they focused on that actually has a release date. And there was kind of a rumbling after this, like, you know, are we even seeing PS4 games? Is this like when they showed Watch Dogs, the original Watch Dogs for the first time way back when, and everyone kind of whispered, are these actually this gen or are they next gen? And uh, th there was a bit of speculation, you know, I was following it over at, uh, at Eurogamer, they have a, like a live comment thread, they have live coverage, uh, like a, a live feed from the... Uh, the Eurogamer Press, and uh, they were kind of going, well, are we seeing one PS4 game and three PS5 games? Uh, well, one thing I'll say is that uh, Kojima tweeted just after the, uh, the the Death Stranding trailer that that trailer was running in-game, in-engine, on a PS4 Pro. So he's saying, at least right now, that that is a PS4 game, or at least a PS4 Pro game that looks that, like that. And that presumably they are building on PS4 hardware uh, to release this generation. Now, that's not to say that we couldn't see uh, one of those things that often happens at the end of a generation where you get the, the, the current gen release and the next gen release simultaneously. Or in the case of something like uh, GTA V, you get, you get the one and then shortly afterwards you get the other, like kind of a next gen port. But it looks like at least some of that stuff is still coming to PS4. Uh, having said that it almost feels like sony is kind of checking out at the end of this generation that maybe stuff like god of war and even spider-man is like the swan song for the ps4 and they're gearing up for whatever comes next and you kind of saw some of that with, with microsoft as well with this um this admission that yes they're working on next gen and uh they've acquired all these new studios they've founded a new studio uh because obviously they want they wanted to have like a, a much richer catalog next time around but at least with Microsoft, it felt like they were still kind of fighting this gen, that they've got Gears of War 5 coming up, they've got a new Forza, uh, a few other exclusives, and they seem to be uh, mostly focused on stuff that you're going to be able to play on the Xbox One. Uh, I think the only thing that really jumped out at me as being so vague and so potentially next gen was uh, Halo Infinite. Uh, that looks... Uh, I'd, I'd honestly be surprised at this stage if Halo Infinite comes out on the Xbox One. I think that's going to be whatever comes next. So uh, if Sony are kind of checking out, I wouldn't do, you know, what's what's going to happen? Obviously, they've really dominated this gen. Uh, it's been a complete reversal of what we saw between the 360 and the PS3. Uh, but uh, honestly, I, I'm not, I'm still not excited about next gen. I, I've said again, you know, multiple times through these uh, 
little recaps that we've done for E3 that I really hope that next gen is not even the end of 2019. I want it to be in 2020 or later. Uh, I want time with the stuff that we've seen. Uh, time with my PS4, time with my Xbox One before we get some new consoles coming in and uh, messing up the status quo. But uh, for Sony's show, it was it was a really weird mix. It was a, a bad presentation, but with some great games. And I just wish that we had some more concrete release dates and more concrete ideas of when we're going to actually be able to play this stuff. So there is one conference left. It is Nintendo's show. Uh, they are usually pretty short and sweet and to the point. Uh, obviously, we don't really know too much about Nintendo Slate for 2018. Uh, we could maybe see some stuff for uh, Metroid Prime 4 or uh, some more stuff about uh, Super Smash Brothers. Maybe there's going to like that kind of bit of focus. So we're going to have to tune in later today and find out. And of course, we'll have a quick recap after that. And then at the weekend, uh, Sorrel and I are actually going to be back talking together in the proverbial studio and we'll actually discuss everything that's happened at E3 in way more detail, talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. So uh, stay tuned for that and uh, if you want to be kept up to date on all our podcasts, you can subscribe on SoundCloud or on iTunes, uh, jump in, join us on Twitter and uh, hope to hear from you guys soon.